Good morning, good evening, welcome. This is another Gunners Town Club podcast. After the Olympus game, uh, we won 3 1. Uh, quite happy, really. Uh, joining us this evening for the first time uh, is Andy, Mr. Guna South. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, all good, mate. Enjoyed the win tonight, so uh, I must have brought us luck. What do you think? <laughs> I think we might have, at one point, I thought we needed it, mate. Do you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> we just. Also joining us, another South London reprobate. How are you doing, Charlie? I'm all good, mate. A lot better than I was half hour ago. <laughs> Definitely. And the voice of reason, uh, Mr. Mike, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Thanks, Gav. Good, good, good. Right, uh, well, we'll start with you, Mike. Uh, any particular shocks in the starting 11 tonight? Shocks? Um... I don't know if there were any shocks. Uh, I felt that William was going to play because he's been playing him recently and he seems to favour William. I think he's trying to prove a point to to everybody. Um, and so I, I wouldn't say it was a shock. It's not what I would have done. But um, And then the centre-back thing is hard to predict, isn't it? But I don't think there's anybody out of the mix that we're particularly worried about anymore, which that's actually quite a massive turnaround from about a year or so ago where we weren't sure about any of them. So, um, you know, whether it's Mari or Holden or Louise or Gabrielle and Chambers, of course, is coming back and probably missing about three more. But um, so no no great surprises. I wouldn't have started Bellerin, but um, he caused a lot of problems tonight with his movement off the ball. So so he did, he did rather well. Um, uh, so, no, nothing really there so much, Gav. Yeah. Andy, uh, a few of us that say we, we have a little chat in the WhatsApp group over over the last uh, week. I think Charlie actually brought it up himself. Is it with our centre backs at the moment? Is it like pretty much of a, a much of a muchness with them all? Yeah, I think so. Um, I quite like them all, to be fair. Um, David Louise has his moments, um, which have, again tonight. I think they all do it at certain times. Like, um, I, I don't mind any of them. But David Luiz, for me, I wouldn't have in a side. I know he's good for the youngsters. I know he does a little bit of that. But for me, he's just too old now. I think if you're going to play the youngsters, go with the youngsters. Um, but just, you know, have him maybe as part of the squad, maybe have him, as, you know, in the background. But don't play him. He's a liability for me. Yeah. No, Char- Charlie, your, your thoughts on the 11 and the centre-backs tonight? I think that's your, that's your preferred centre-back parent, Charlie. Yep, it was. It is my preferred centre back pairing out the out the four we have. Um, <clears throat> regarding the starting lineup, I was a little bit disappointed that Pepe didn't start. I think he's been doing really well lately. Um, I think he he was excellent when he came on against Burnley. He actually injected a little bit of tempo to us and done all right. So I think he was a bit unlucky to miss out because the last few games he has actually played, he done really well. Leicester as well, he was excellent. But I do understand Arteta with the team he's got. Um, yeah, I was fairly happy with it and I expected us to win. Do you know what I mean? I thought we should... it was a team that we should have done the job out there and we did. Yeah, no, fair one. Uh, 
do some messages in the chat from Daniel, Stephen, Adam, AC, Alonso, <coughs> and Danny Bailey. How are you doing, Danny Bailey and James Kelly? Uh, yeah, like I, said, I thought we started off pretty well, uh, Charlie. We'll, we'll put this one back to you. Uh, bit of a sit we missed in the, in the opening minutes by the uh, by Mark, wasn't it? Yeah, we come out like house on fire again, really, didn't we? And obviously, one day this is going to click and we are going to score two or three early on. Do you know what I mean? But I thought it was excellent first 15, 20 minutes. Come out, really put the game on to Olympia Arcos. Apart from when they scored the goal, they had a little 10-minute spell. We had them on the back foot. Do you know what I mean? We were putting the pressure on them. Um, it was unlucky, I regard. I mean, I, I mean, on Twitter, I got slated because just after that miss, yeah, I thought he done a few misplaced passes, one that they nearly scored from, one to Bellerin down the line. I, I, I tweeted, I think Odegaard had a bit of a nightmare. And uh, literally two seconds later, he did what he did. So, uh, yeah, that was a bit stupid on my part. But no, I was happy with a good start. I'd just like us to be a little bit more clinical. I think that's, yeah, that's, that's the one cool. negative for that. Yeah. Uh, Andy, again, uh, a banging hand had a... It was almost like a save stroke hit the bar incident, again, on, on the sixth minute. And I don't think there was a lot more that he could have done with that, really, was there? No, not for me. I think, listen, I don't get it, Gav, sometimes with, with people popping up. He, he needs chances. He needs a little bit of creativity. And I don't always think the quickness, you know, the stuff we do in a box where we're ping, 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 we're in and, and then we're in, don't always suit his game for me. I think he's he needs a ball in front of him and, and he needs to to maybe be given the ball that way, the same with Pepe. But I thought, you know, he was all right tonight. He always, to me, sits on the shoulder and always looks dangerous. There are games when he, he goes in and out. I appreciate that. But a lot of players do. But uh, I was all right with him tonight, to be fair. Yeah, no, fair one. And not to say, uh, Mike, going on to how, what Charlie was saying, uh, it's a brilliant strike for the first goal, but he was having a stinker, wasn't he? Yeah, well, um, uh, I think that I'd almost have to re-watch it to be sure. I mean, he was neat and tidy, Erdegaard, um, and but not really creating that slide pass that he's really been purchased, uh, not purchased, but loaned for. But then you have to get the right run at the right time in order for him to do it. Um, so I don't... You know, I was a bit emotional watching that game. I was tense and then got super upset about the 60th minute. So I'd have to look at look at it back to see if it was more him or more the people around him. Um, but, um, you know, that strike tonight has, uh, has done us a world of favours. That was a heck of a crack. I don't know what the goalkeeper was doing. Like he wanted to push it into his own goal with his technique. But, um, but we'll take it, right? Well, I mean, I, I saw something, I think it was on, on BT, that uh, it was something like 60 miles an hour or something. So, I mean, you could tell that was hit with force and it, it had movement in there. So, I'm not sure what the keeper was doing either, to be fair. But I don't, I just think it just moved late on him, really. And it well, was I mean, probably, he's got a fist there, hasn't he? He's got to, he's got to get his fists and, and just put his, connect with his fist and send it the other way rather than try and push it over the bar. It was just a bad choice, but... He wasn't the only goalkeeper that made a bad choice tonight, right? Yeah, no, fair enough. Anyway, Dad, so- can I jump in there, mate, just quick about um, Odegaard? I, I remember a player, the Arsenal called Vladimir Petrovic. Um, I'm sure Mike will know 
and when he first came into the side, he was he was at the yard. He was mind was a yard in front of everybody else, and it took him a while. And I think Odegaard as well looks. He, he sometimes to me looks like he's been a bit sloppy, but he's actually a second in front of everybody else for me, and he's looking for that clinical pass. He's looking for that that little pass that he's probably used to playing. And we're not in a position to get it. So I think the kid, you know, what's he played? Four games, five games? I'll go with him for a minute, I think. Nine, I think. I think he's nine. I think this is nine. Nine, games. is it? I don't think it ain't been nine full games, but I think he's he's taken part in nine games now. Right, okay. But yeah, I'll go with him for now. I'm, I'm like I say, I'm I'm not completely getting him at the moment, if I'm being honest. I just think sometimes he takes two or three passes when one or two could that was going a bit quicker. I think sometimes he, he almost reminds me a little bit of, of Haleb and I didn't really like Haleb. So right. I, I think sometimes he almost slows it down. But I say he's a young lad, he's learning, new team, etc. You've got to give him a chance, haven't you? We don't need anyone else in the midfield to learn it, don't be fair, do we? <laughs> no, exactly. Anyway, cheers for the comments from uh, Titus, Mike, Scott. Yeah, Scott, I know my mic is absolutely knackered. And Frank and Andrew, we'll get through to them comments later uh but charlie the only thing the only thing that i've actually got left at the first half was almost like a, a sign of what was to come on the 39th minute when uh louise decided to try and set him up yeah it's it's, it's the one thing that's really killing us at the minute this we need to really really sort of sort it out because it's killing us do you know what i mean we were playing really well controlling the game i mean i don't think they know how to save to make tonight Yet they've had two chances that are our fuck-ups. Do you know what I mean? It's all on us. Just trying to play out from the back, been a bit too lethargic, been a bit too comfortable. And we luckily, we didn't get punished for the first one, just before half-time would have been a killer. But then we did it again. And it's just, as the only way they were going to score tonight was that. Do you know what I mean? And we, we've got to cut that out and stop giving teams chances and false errors. There were three and of them, Charlie. There were three of them. There was the Odegaard one, wasn't it? It was the Odegaard one first, and the guy should have done better, and then the Louise one, he should have scored. My goodness. And then the goal. So uh, they, were, they, they were actually their first three chances. Think about that. That's unbelievable that we literally mm. gave them their first three chances of the game, all three of them. I know. It's, it's frustrating. I mean, I don't know what it is, really. I don't know if it's Arteta thinking that He's been at Man City all that time, playing out from the back. Like he's got better players that probably can do that. But sometimes you just got to get rid of it, isn't you? Do you know what I mean? I mean, I, I, with, even like, I know we go on to the goal, but the first one was on Luis. It took too long. Yeah, sorry to put in there. You've just got to learn sometimes that you've just got to put your foot through it. <clears throat> do you know what I mean? Just yeah, aim for the halfway line. Do you know what I mean? Just, just get rid of it. And I don't think... Whether it's Arteta's decision or not, they've got to take it into their own hands in that situation that, you know, they are getting pressed too high and they've just got to, they've just got to boot it. Just get it. Well, the first thing you learn as a footballer is play the way you're facing. So, Tobias so gets the ball with his back to, with his, you know, facing his own goal, then you've got to look, you can't then turn and go, well, I'll just have a turn around here and go, because exactly what happened happens. So, that's for me, that's that's win for me. Yeah, no, like I said, I mean, that, that was on the 57th minute. I mean, the only thing I was going to bring up before then was party went off around the 50th minute. Whether or not that was yet another niggle. Uh, 
Uh, the game with the way he's playing and, and the way he seems to be fitting it off. I, I think he's a really interesting player for Arteta. When I listen to him, no, not me, mate. I'm sitting here in the dark. Oh, someone did. No, not me. I'm sitting here in the dark. Mike, what do you reckon to party? <laughs> Why did he go off early? Is it another knock? I don't know. I don't know. I was really, um, uh, yeah, I just wondered what, what I was. I was hoping he wasn't injured and maybe he's just trying to manage his minutes and give him, you know, 50, 60 here and there rather than play him in 90s. Maybe he's just not fit enough to do 90s. He wasn't playing particularly well, but he was one at a time where we needed um, another goal, really, that was taking some chances in midfield because that was a, yet another game where our midfielders were just sort of passing the buck back and forth, sideways, forwards, backwards. And they didn't, to me, it was up until we went ahead um, to go 2 1 up, we we actually never, to me, looked like we were going to score. I mean, Erdegaard's goal was completely out of the blue, and Arsenal never really shoot from there and haven't done it in about 15 years. So that was out of the blue. And for all the possession, to me, I just didn't feel like we were going to score. But Thomas Partey, with his sort of no look passes through the midfield and little flicks and more creativity coming from the midfield to break their their lines looked like he might um, penetrate even though he wasn't playing particularly well um, and then of course it was compounded when Tobias came on and made the mistake you know I wanted to wring Arteta's neck of course at that point that he made that change but um, it worked out. yeah no fair one uh, Andy what we haven't really sort of mentioned so far was uh was sack of this evening and i think he's getting to the point now where he's getting a little bit of unnecessary attention he's getting he's getting kicked all over the shop isn't he? he is and i think to me tonight he looked a little bit jaded to me i know he's, he's had a game out but it just looks a little bit jaded and i think teams are starting to pick up on the fact that as you said quite rightly that he's, he's getting a little bit of attention they've picked up on the fact that He's gone, he's gone. Um, and I think, to me, he's a better player, and I know it's only early days, with Smith Rowe in the side. I think they kind of work well together. And I think looking at looking at the two of them, the creativity is a little better with them. I can't have Tobias at all, at all. I think we've got the wrong one. I think there's a there's a Tobias around the gym is probably world-class because we, we haven't got the one that is, I can assure you. Um, so I, I would like to see them two involved a little bit more as they have been. Um, but yeah, he did get glad a few times tonight, to be fair, didn't he? Yeah, I think he, uh, I think he, he definitely got clouded three times from what I can remember, and two, two of them ended up as bookings. Yeah, yellow culture. Yeah, but it just seems like teams are now sort of almost taking it in turns to kick him, aren't they, Charles? Yeah, he seems to be a little bit of a target on that now, doesn't he, to be fair? But it, it was a quiet game for him. Um, but, you know, he's a kid. I mean, you're not going to benefit the doubt. Um, I was talking to someone during the game tonight and saying about, will he maybe rest him for Sunday? He does look a bit leggy and a bit tired. But against Tottenham, he, he, he's been one of our best players this season, and he? he can make things happen. So it would be mad to sort of drop him. But... No, it, it did all right. I mean, I thought I thought he had a, quite a poor game at Burnley on Saturday, to be fair. Just looked a bit leggy again. But he, he's definitely becoming a little target now. People are sort of clamping in. They are kicking him up in the air. And 
just hope it ain't nothing too serious. It gets an injury, but at the minute, it's probably a little bit character building. It, it grow into that. Do you know what I mean? So hopefully, he, he could just stay injury free. Um, he's going to be playing a lot of football. I, I think he's nailed on to go to the, the Euros in the, in the summer with England. Um, so just hope he doesn't burn out. We've got a man. He's going to be after games. He's going to have to be dropped and sort of rested. It's going to have to. He can't play every game. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've got a thought on there if I can just chime in super quick. Yeah, go on. Yeah, um, I think that his evolution, his next step of his evolution is uh, in order to not get himself injured by being kicked because it's not just every once in a while, it's every game um, he's being kicked uh, more than any other Arsenal player, um, is that he needs to or the team needs to see if they can get him the ball in the final third and maybe even closer, maybe just you know, in the box, uh, on the, uh, right outside the box, because players are far, far less like, uh, willing to, to kick you, if obviously, if you're in the box and certainly if you're right outside the box. So um, I think sometimes that our attacks um, are stunted by giving him the ball a little bit too early and they're more than happy to foul him in the midfield third and we get no advantage from that. Um, so I think that if they could get him the ball a little higher with one man to beat, I think that um, that he's going to get kicked a whole lot less. Yeah, no, fair point, fair point. Right, we'll go on to the... Uh, uh, I thought we, uh, we're, going to the, we're going to the goal, Andy, uh, by Gabrielle. Uh, yep. just, just a nice set piece, training ground, goal, grit and determination. That That's what I saw from that goal yourself. I agree, and I've, I've, I don't know, Gav, we've, we've spoken about this on Twitter, haven't we, that um, we don't ever, ever, ever clear the front defender. It was nice to see the ball go long, and Gabriel does make a habit of getting up, and, and he scored a couple of these now, and I, I kind of like the fact that he, him especially, I really do like. I think if you could build around, you know, get him in, get, he's the one you've got to build around, and he does like the goal. He's got a goal in him, and not only that, I thought he defended okay tonight. Um, but the goal, yeah, good one for me. Got a bit, bit Tony Adams ish that for me tonight. I know I'm old tall, but yeah, a little bit Tony Adams for me. Yeah, no, he, he, he wanted it more than the defender, uh, Charlie. And like I say, what's and I know we all we all chat about this privately as well. Uh, the fact you then have to celebrate the goal and then you're sitting there waiting to see whether or not VAR are going to find anything fucking wrong with it he's really starting to get in my nerves Charlie oh mate it's you're sitting there for a minute said, you know what was going on you didn't know if it was given or not did you you don't know if it no. could be happy or I think it was a lot to do I think the players knew because if you if you looked in the background all the players our players had set back to restart the game and they had a player down didn't they and I don't think the camera showed that so I think it was a little bit sooner than we see it it's still fucking ridiculous. But when goal, referee Charlie, he goes, he goes to walk over there. You think he's, he's looking there, benched, isn't he? Yeah, you think, what's he looking at? <clears throat> I didn't see him, but honestly, I'm the not great header. Of it. Great header. Another William assist. Yeah. I know he gets a lot of stick. It's another one for him. Um, but I just think Gabriel's performance all night tonight was superb. I thought yeah. he was uh, very good holding that one, everything. That that geezer up front, the big lump, he was strong and physical. Um, Gabriel matched that. There was no silly foul through him, which there has been in the past. I just think, I mean, before he got sort of sent off in that game against Southampton, he looked fantastic for us during a bad yeah. time. 
got COVID, come back. I think he looked a little bit unfit, a little bit shaky. But tonight, I thought he was absolutely superb. Didn't put a foot wrong. And um, as, as you rightly said, I think he's going to be the defender that we're going to have to build it around. Do you know what I mean, for me, I think in the long term, he is your, he's one of your guarantees. Do you know what I mean? He's going to start every week for me going forward next season. And I'm really impressed. I'm glad he got a goal. Do you know what I mean? Because that's a few he scored now. I think that's his third or fourth goal now. Where there's some corners. Four, not had a centre half do that for a while. No, it's good. I mean, and you need it, especially like I say, where we've been a bit misfiring this year. You need the you need the centre backs to contribute from the set pieces. That, that that's what they're there for. That's what they got the hype for. Mike, just after the goal, and whilst we're all wondering what the hell was going on with VAR, I set her down a triple sub. Do you want to talk us through that one? Because I was a bit confused about it at first. Well, it was confusing to me. I was trying to figure out the formation because he brought on uh, Pepe for Saka and El Nenny for Willian and Smith Rowe for Odegaard. So we had three central midfielders on there. So I suppose we went to a 4-3-3, didn't we? And the Smith Rowe went on the left wing. I think that's what I saw. Um, and uh, he just wanted some more solidity up the middle rather than worry about the connection going forward. So not necessarily the wrong thing to do. And of course, it worked out um, with, uh, you know, when you play a three-man midfield, you've got to keep two behind the ball and one could go forward and Elneny went forward. And who would have thought? I, t- I tell you, those goals tonight, um, three, a collection of three goals that Arsenal never score. <laughs> two, <laughs> shots, two shots from range and a corner, a short corner that looked unrehearsed. I mean, everything that they seem to rehearse in the way of corners seems to be an absolute... Uh, crap show of awfulness, doesn't it? Um, our corner kicks are just dreadful. And it looks like they just improvised, took a regular short corner and just hit it to the big man. Um, so, you know, those substitutes, I think, um, were fine when they worked. Pepe didn't really, barely touch the ball, so there's not much to say there. But um, And Smith Rowe was lively. I'm glad he's back because I think Odegaard's been playing an awful lot recently without rest. So I'd, I'd personally start Smith Rowe against Tottenham if he's uh, if he's ready to do so. Yeah, no, fair one. Andy, uh, Arteta does get a little bit of a stick for his substitutions. Uh, and like I say, he's getting a bit of a name for pulling out some, some odd ones. But I think he got them right tonight, do you? Well, <laughs> I'll get like Charlie. I'll, as soon as I saw El Nini, I'll just put a, I'll just put a thing saying El Nini and some smiley faces. But um, then he scored. But uh, listen, Arsene used to do some really weird substitutions. Um, and I remember being up at Anfield and I can't remember Diaby come on and played up front. Or, but I, I, listen, I'm trusting the process for the minute. Um, I, I want to go back to say that whoever is in charge of our set pieces I, I seriously needs to to either get a set or get somebody to look at them because they aren't, they're just awful. They're really, really, really... We don't clear the front defender. We don't seem to end up... I mean, at one point tonight, we had corner that ended up back with a goalkeeper. I mean, just, you know, it, it, it gets me. The substitutions, Gav, I think, it's hard. We've got a big game on Sunday. Um, I'm, I'm happy with what he did, to be fair. Yeah, no, like I said, it, it, I, you get five substitutions in the Europa, so it was always a case of He's probably going to try and save someone's legs, uh, which I think he did uh, at some point. Anyway, Charlie, we get on to the uh, the surprise goal of the evening. 
a long range by El Nene. Yeah, pucker, wasn't it? Um, Surprise me. Yeah, scored a few. Every goal he scored, to be fair, has been a screamer from outside the box, I think, isn't they? Yeah. One against Barcelona. It was a league game once he scored a screamer. But you have a shot, you got a chance, didn't you? So it all opened up for him. They all backed off, didn't they? He had a big pocket of space. He ran into it and you're crying for him to have a go. And thankfully, it went in. And to be honest with you, without sort of sort of trying to bock it, but I think that should be the tie dead now with that. And it was massive for us. I mean, and El Nene, it gets mixed reviews. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's not a starter for us. He shouldn't be starting. If we want to progress, he's not a player that should be. But since his return from Besiktas, he's done a job in games. Do you know what I mean? His energy level's good. He sort of runs about a bit when you need to, last 10 minutes. And I think Arteta believes every player in his squad, he trusts. Do you know what I mean? The ones he didn't, he's got rid of. People like the Willocks and all them sort of players, he's let them go. But these players at the squad at the minute, he trusts every single one of them. And I did just read as well that the party going off was just tactical, nothing injury-wise, nothing like that. So, but I think that all changed when he went off for us. We just lost a little bit of calmness and a bit of sort of ease in the middle when he went off. I mean, he he held on the ball so well. It's just just a drop of a shoulder, lets the ball roll past, creates so much space for himself. Xhaka looks a better player alongside him. And when Tobias comes, he's a little bit erratic all over the place. So we do need party just to, I think he's vital in this team. So if it means taking him off and protecting him, so be it. We need to we need to make sure he's around. Yeah, no, fair one. I've uh, just highlighted a comment from uh, Mark Sam. We all thought exactly the same when uh, El Nene came on, <laughs> and let's be honest. And like I say, you, you throw your hands up in the air time, Mike, and it, do you know what I mean? You, you thought it was sort of, he's there to block it up, but... I, I, I just didn't understand why they, they backed off. They just gave him so much space. They might, you know, they might have off you go, mate. Have a shot. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe because they never thought he would shoot because it's El Nenny. Um, and uh, he doesn't really have a reputation for running with the ball from the halfway line. In fact, normally when he gets the ball at the halfway line, he passes it back to the keeper, doesn't he? So, um, so maybe, I don't know, maybe... Maybe that's why. I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm in the background. I'm watching the the replay of, of uh, the all the Europa League highlights, and I've just seen our goal. That Gabriel goal has to be the best header I've seen this season. He he ran from the penalty spot to the left. He was running diagonally to the left, and he jumped and twisted his body in midair to head it back to the right. That's an unbelievable header. And how high he is? Yeah, he's I mean, well up above the defender. Really, just looking at that. That's athletically just, I mean, if Ronaldo would have done that, that, that would have been on, uh, we always say in America that would make sports centre because, you know, you have to do something pretty amazing in football to make uh, the American sports centre, which is all baseball, basketball and football highlights. But um, that's an absolute cracker. And, of course, the other two goals are crackers as well. So, wow. Yeah, no, like I say, it's a, it's a good result. Now, Andy, the, uh, like I say, we've gone through the game and everything. The two players that I thought had a good game this evening, which we haven't really mentioned because they weren't really involved in any of the goals. But I thought both fullbacks tonight, Andy, had a good game. Better initiative for me. Uh, do you know, it's really funny. I was looking at his stats earlier, and it, if you look at the, uh, the kid at Liverpool, uh, or whatever his name is, his stats are really, really progressive. He gets 
forward he does and Bellerin for me hasn't done that quite a lot he's he's sort of drifting in and out of games tonight I thought he was excellent and you're right alongside Tierney I've also just to, just because I've been slating him a little bit lately I thought William tonight um, he got forward he tracked back which we haven't seen him do quite a lot um, but two fullbacks William for me would have and Gabriel would have three, three plus for me tonight Oh, fair one. Charlie, uh, Tierney, especially in the first half, he was absolutely slaughtering their right back. And he got about three or four balls across. And I'm not sure whether he needs to look up a bit more or whether he's just told to aim for that a certain position. Do you know what I mean, because they were, they were all decent balls, but there's just nobody anywhere bloody near them. So I, I think it's your, I think it, I think it's the opposite, Gav. I think when you've got a player like that who can do that on the six pen, he actually goes down there and puts a nine out of ten times puts a fantastic ball into the danger area. Our players should be as soon as he gets a ball should be sort of anticipating where it's going to go because invariably you know where it's going to go. Oh, break a gut to get there. Oh. And well, not many players have got that sort of ability to do what he does. But there's, there's nobody there, boys. I don't think there's anybody in the Arsenal team or squad has the profile to, uh, to do that. Aubameyang is um, not aggressive centre forward. That's by far his biggest weakness. He does not want to get involved in any physical confrontation. So he's always at the back post. Well, if we're okay with that, then somebody else has to go to the front post. You know, Saka's not a particularly aggressive guy, and Pepe isn't, and Lacazette's movement is his massive weakness. He he marks himself in the box, and then the central midfielders, it's rare to see them in the box. So, you know, Party and Xhaka are outside the box, and then that leaves, you know, Smith-Warrow or Odegaard uh, for the cutback. And so, you know, I just, when the ball is wide, for me, I have no confidence that we're going to score because we just don't have that that profile of player with excellent movement or aggression. We need one of those things, if not both, and that will be the upgrade in the summer. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good shout as well. Sorry, Gap. Um, I don't know, one of the, when, um, I think, who was it? Was it Pepper? I think got down the line and Smith Rowe went to go in to, towards the goal and then stepped back and the ball went across. And it, like, oh, it just went along the line and it could have, you know, I think that's a little bit of coaching for me as well. Sometimes I think you play a certain way in training, you know where the ball's going to come. So watch Charlie. I'm, I'm with that. You get Tierney, you work around him, not the other way around. If he gets the ball out of left, you're in the box. You want to get here right? Would love him, wouldn't he? Yeah. And Mark, that's that's the type of player we need. Ramsey would love him. Yeah. He, he's putting he's putting balls and cutting balls back. Um, Giroud would have loved him and all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely adored. And it's that's the thing. It's this is what frustrates me because Tierney's putting great balls in, and they're either going bang near post or they're going bang back behind the uh, behind the penalty spot. Why haven't we got two players in either of those positions? Because then he doesn't yeah. have to. He doesn't have to look, or should he be looking more? Do you know what I mean? It's it's one of those. I mean, I know we're getting more players in the box. I mean, I, I think there was something like on the 94th minute, we had about seven players up, up top. But it's still frustrating when we've finally got somebody who's cutting the ball back and not just launching it in. Look, we've got nobody on the end of it. 
And go back to the yeah. old days, Gav, that's a good call, is that Brian Marwood would do the same, knowing that Alan Smith would be somewhere in or around, you know, the six-yard box, as Mike alluded to earlier. We haven't got that type of player. Yeah, no, I know. And like I so, I mean, even if you go back to sort of like Perez or or even Blinking Parlour, to be fair, mm. when they'd have a look before they put the ball in. And I'm not sure whether I've just... Like I say, I'm not slagging off Tierney because I thought he was fabulous, especially the first half. He made no mistakes all game defensively. I mean, he had a good game, but it's just a, that little tweak could be the difference between us walking out 3-1 and us walking out 5-1 tonight. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean, yeah. Are you talking about Tierney or Tierney? As he was called by Joe Cole the other night. Oh, <laughs> I Kate. KT, mate, my pronunciation and spelling and all that. You know what that's like. <laughs> Anyways, uh, right, before we go on to uh, Sunday, uh, we'll go through tonight's man of the match from everybody. We'll start with you, Charlie. I'm going to have Gabriel. Gabriel, Gabriel my excellent. I think the goal, top job. No, fair one. Can't complain about that one, Mike. Yeah, I would agree with Charlie. Um, I think Gabriel didn't put a foot wrong in the back, was solid. He's a serious defender, that young lad, and he's got every tool in the box that you want for a centre-back. Um, and, uh, and and his header, again, after I've seen it here, that, that's an unbelievable header and such an important goal for Arsenal. Um, so, uh, definitely Gabriel. Andy? Yeah, me too. All right, uh... I actually haven't even thought about this one myself, but I should have done before asking the question. Uh, I'll go with you boys, really, to be fair. I, I just thought it, it, that's the grit and determination I want to see from the centre-back, both at our end and both from centre from centre plays as well. Anyway, Andy, on uh, Sunday, the next game, uh, it's the Vermin. How are you feeling? I actually feel okay. Um, I'm getting a bit older in the truth now to worry about them. I'm more worried about us than trying to play out from the back. Son's going to be all over it. Kane's going to be all over it. They've got a bit of pace up top. Other than that, I, I think we might we might spring a surprise there. So I think I'm hoping, as I always do, because I can't stand that lot like everybody else, but I think we might be all right, Sunday. I think there might be a little surprise in store for them on Sunday. Um, I'm, I think we've been progressive getting forward. Tierney, for me, again, um, their right back's not the not the best. Um, so, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, to be fair. Well, fair one, fair one. Right, uh, Charlie, apparently, Kane limped off. Don't believe all that nonsense, mate. On the on the seventieth, well, it says seventieth minute score, and then he limped off. It'd be uh, absolutely fine. Don't you worry, mate. He's had a bad. Yeah, really, I wrote that injections this year as well. His his career is going to be ruined by the time he's thirty with the amount of injections that Tottenham give him. Yeah, no, fair one, fair one. Uh, but anyway, apart from that, Charlie, your thoughts on Sunday? <laughs> it. <laughs> Form book goes out the window. I think we are generally on a slight disadvantage tonight that we were in Athens and they were at home. Um, I think that they are going to come 
sit back, try and hit on the counter, like I did that, Kath. I think it's just a case of us that we are going to get one, two chance is in the first 10, 15. We've got to take them. We have any chance we get early on, we've got to bury it. Do you know I mean, we can't, the longer the game goes on with us not scoring, the more times we're sort of get a bit agitated, push on, and we get so quickly we get caught. We've got to just be disciplined. I think with the team, I'd like to see Smith Rowe start over, over Odegaard. I would like to see, I personally would like to see Lacazette leading line as well rather than Aubameyang. We'd like to see Aubameyang on the left. And, um, but no, I think mate, North London derby is always hard one to call. I, I generally, I, mean, I can't remember the last time they beat us at our gas. Have they beat us any time lately? But I just think not having the fans there is a leveller. So, uh, we'll go for a 2-1 win. Fair one. Mike? Yeah, I think it's um, much like Charlie. I think it's a game of finishing this one. Tottenham have got their groove back, haven't they? They've uh, started to win games again. Their forwards, including uh, Mr Bale, have decided to play football. So um, they're in form. Uh, certainly their forwards are. Defensively, I think they're still shaky. Um, and I think defensively, we've been fairly solid. So I think that it's going to be a game of uh, quite a few chances and whoever takes their chances. And as much as Arsenal have been... Um, not so clinical in front of goal, and we're we're a little upset there. We've scored three or four and twos and threes and fours fairly regularly in the last month, even though we haven't been very good in front of goal. So um, it's hard one to call uh, for me. I, I would like Pepe in the team. I, as much as Willian is improving, the bar was so incredibly low. I think he's moved from a two out of ten guy to a five or six, and Pepe just offers so much more. And so I'd bring bring him in and I'd bring Smith Rowe in because um, I agree. Whoever said earlier about Smith Rowe and Saka having a different type of connection than Erdegaard has, that's I think that is the difference maker in Arsenal. That we played that game in the snow, West Brom. I remember those two boys were playing like they were playing an academy game, and um, love to see them. So, so I'm going to say Arsenal going to Arsenal going to nick it. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I'm going to go three two. Yeah, no fair one. Uh... It's one of those games where I try not to think about it until it's almost sitting on your lap because otherwise I just start getting the ump about it already even before it kicks off. Uh, I kind of guess I'd like to see uh, Pepe start. I want to see Smith Smith Rowe start. And I think it just depends on what Mourinho wants to do. That That's the weird, the weird thing about this. Whether Mourinho wants to sit deep and spring on us or whether or not he wants to come out and make a game of it. But I think if he comes out and makes a game of it, I think we'll, we'll do them. I think we'll, we really will. If, if he wants to sit deep and we don't score from our early chances, I think it might be a, a, a long Sunday. And as Mark said in the chat, we need a, a big game from Parsi. Uh, and yeah, I think we're, we're going to have to dominate the middle of the park. Because that's what I think that you know, Mourinho's going to want to try and block up, but well, like always, I just hope we bloody beat the vermin, really. All right, anyways, uh, right, we've done 40 minutes, boys. I think the uh, we've exhausted tonight's game, uh, and Sunday. Thank you ever so much for joining me, all three of you. Thanks, Thanks for having us on, yeah. Cheers, guys, lovely. And I'm going to see whether or not I can do the uh, the banners at the end of the show. So.
so that when Paul listens back in the morning to put this live on people's feeds, he can send me messages telling me how I fucked it up or not. Anyway, boys, uh, let's hope we get another good result. Up the arse. Up the arse, no. Yeah, cheers, boys. Up the arse. Yeah.